Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. In Paris, in the early 1990s, a group of activists goes to battle for those stricken with HIV-AIDS taking on sluggish government agencies and major pharmaceutical companies in a bold, invasive actions. The group became known as ACT UP, and its members, many of them gay and HIV positive, embraced their mission with a literal life-or-death urgency. Amid rallies, protests, and fierce debates and ecstatic dance parties, the newcomer Nathan falls in love with Sean, the group's radical firebrand, and their passion sparks against the shadow of mortality as the activists fight for a breakthrough. And that is the backstory behind this wonderful new film called BPM, or Beats Per Minute. It is an award-winning film. It's also the French Oscar entry for Best Foreign Language Film for 2017. And so we're honored to have with us the director and writer of this film. That would be Robin Campillo. Robin. Hello. How are you? I'm fine, and you? I'm doing very well, and my appreciation for you uh, for finding time to be here today. Um, the film is a wonderful film, first of all, um, on a lot of different levels, but not the least of which is it is, for many people, even as hard as it is to believe today, here we find ourselves in 2017, the struggle that was, that that took place in the late 80s and early 90s, all around the world in dealing with this scourge known as HIV-AIDS. Um, there's that part of the film. What was... Let, let's talk about that. What were you, When you originally came up with the idea for doing the film, what was in your mind uh, as to what you were hoping to accomplish? You know, it's very weird because from the very start of the epidemic, I was thinking of doing a film about it because it was the beginning of also by... Uh, work as a director because I entered at the same time in cinema school in Paris, you know. But I, that, that was a real problem because in 82, when I heard about this disease, I was uh, 20, I was a very, uh, young gay guy, and I was really afraid of this disease and what's, what's going on. And I, it was like a curse, I thought, something which I knew that something very dangerous was going on. And but I was so afraid, and I, I thought that, for me, the cinema was useless to talk about this epidemic. And so for many, many years, I didn't work, I didn't do any films, because I was, I was sure I was going to die. Mm. And so it's very weird, because I have this feeling that at the start of the epidemic, every, 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 in France, for instance, a lot of newspapers were saying that most of the gay men were going to die of this epidemic, but at the same time, there was no communication from the governments of the state uh, to protect gay people or, or drug users or, you know, or prostitutes. So it was like we were, uh, there were a lot of discrimination and stigmata upon us, and, but we were not, uh, there was a kind of indifference about what we were we were supposed to go through, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I went to ACT UP in 92, and uh, I joined ACT UP as a militant. And, you know, it took me ages for <laughs> to understand that the film I wanted to do was not a film about the beginning of the epidemic and this 
this this 80s we were so hard for us i wanted to talk about this moment where where i when i joined the group and then when we get together to change the perception of this epidemic but i realized that you know like seven years ago uh, when i was preparing my previous film you know because i it was like active was so important to me it was so in front of my eyes that i couldn't see that was the topic the subject of my new films you know and so uh, like 10 years ago i wrote uh, a script about a, a guy who was hiv positive but after one year and a half uh, i realized that i didn't want to to shoot it i i thought it was too weak the script so i didn't do it and it's seven years ago because one of my producer was with me in act of paris uh that i realized that what i was i wanted to talk about because i wanted to talk about the the contradictions between you know a collective struggle against the epidemic and the intimate personal struggle against your own disease you know and mm. that was the film is about these contradictions which are very important to me. Yeah. It's inter- it's so um wonderful to hear the way you frame the the story and what you know how it came about because in my many years of watching films I find that more often than almost any other factor in a in a great film is the ability of the artist behind the film to make the macro the micro to make the the big picture something very personal and involving and relatable yeah. and human, and I really feel like you you accomplish that with uh, BPM uh, beats per minute in that you the act up gives us an opportunity to understand the world that these men and women found themselves in, but then we through Nathan and Sean we see almost a catharsis of that of that time. Um, is that is that an accurate or is that fair? Yes, because you know I wanted to talk about the fact. Of course, active was something very positive because after ten years of being, everyone was on his own in front of in front of this epidemic. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about France, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, and it was a time where you know was positive because we we joined and we decided to make this epidemic a political subject which was object which was very important to us but at the same time you know for the the character of Sean in that film when the disease becomes more and more important in his life and it, i think the collective actions cannot help him you know it's like is He's going back to the, his loneliness, and he's going back to his loneliness with his, his uh, new lover, which is not, they are not a couple for many years, for many years, they are a couple for a few months. So it, it happened a lot at the time, you know, uh, when the, the, you had uh, in the couples, some of them, one of them was getting ill very quickly, and yeah. the other one was... Uh, had to stay until the end, and that was very hard, and I wanted to talk about that. So it was like, for me, the character of Sean realized that he cannot have the right distance uh, from the disease, you know, because you have to to, uh, 
have some distance when you want to be a militant because we were there was a kind of repre- pre- representation there was a um, theatrical distance with the disease even with pe- if people were were HIV positive but when the disease was was becoming too hard mm. people couldn't represent it was not possible to be like uh, you know in, to be an activist an activist anymore and for me the character of Sean is suffering of that, and at the same time, I think there's a big difference between my two characters because someone like Nathan, which, which is HIV negative, has been protecting himself too much in the 80s. You know, he has decided not to have sex anymore and this kind of thing. You know, and so he was he has been protecting himself too much for many years. And at the same time, he didn't leave his you know, he, he was not able to live his own youth. And someone like Sean is someone who is uh, burning, you know, his health. Mm-hmm. He's burning his strength as a militant. And he's not protect- protecting himself enough. And that's why I wanted to talk about this opposition, that, because that was very important at the time. I want to delve into that a little more, but I want to back up for people who, again, I said at the top of the interview, we're in 2017, and for many people, yeah. it's a it's a history lesson, in a manner of speaking, to talk about HIV, AIDS, and the impact it was having uh, on, in, in the world uh, in the late 80s and early 90s. Let's talk a little bit about ACT UP, because... Um, there was an. Um, there's obviously the American version of ACT UP, uh, yeah. and then obviously the the idea of confronting power uh, yeah. became something that was not just an option; it was imperative. And that's that's the thing I think that separates the the H uh, the ACT UP from a lot of other protest groups is there was an immediacy to the to their um to their actions and to their and to their fervor an immediacy immediacy because no one could tell them what was going on and they were watching people die all around them yeah. and that so i, I want to talk a little bit about that emotional kind of resonance that that being a part of act up as a support group and as an activist group mo- would have had yes it's true that you know i have a friend who is uh, who was who is still HIV positive, and he was at the time, and he was thinking that ACT UP, even if we, we were not exactly a support group, especially in, in Paris, but he thought that he was getting better because he was in this active group, you know, because he was in this activist group, you know. And, you know, it's, um, I, I really have the, the feeling, you know, because it's not only that we were losing France like in the 80s, you know, we were losing France, and we discovered the indifference of the society at the mm. same time. Mm-hmm. You know, that was very hard. You know, I'm talking, there's a part when, um, in the film where Nathan is talking about his past, and obviously this past is my past. It's me talking directly to the, to the spectator, you know. And, you know, I had this boyfriend, and he, we were not a couple. We were just each other from time to time but I was kind of hoping that at some point we will be together you know but unfortunately I realized that he was ill because I met him and he was like uh, very he has lo- he lose a lot of weight and uh, and he was he has a lot of dif- uh, difficulty to breathe you know 
and he, he didn't find the courage to tell me, and I didn't find the courage to ask him you know, the, the right questions, you know. And after he went to the hospital, and I was not able to see him because of his parents, you know, because, uh, because in fact, we were not a real couple, uh, because we were not considered as a couple. We didn't exist in the eyes of the society. And that was, you know, something so hard, because the indifference is the most powerful political power in every country. And when you, 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 that's why when I joined ACT UP in 92, I was, I was really angry because I thought that uh, the uh, the history of my friend, my history was not existing exactly, you know, so we needed to appear on on the political scene to make that real, you know, and you know, even when we were in ACTUP, we were kind of joking about, because we had all those sentences where, where, that we were using in public, saying all our friends are dying, and we were making joke of that, but that was true, you know. I mean, I lost quite of my, uh, uh, all my friends from the 80s. They quite all died, you know, and there were people like me, young, guy, long guys, who, uh, young guys who wanted to be directors, directors working in cinema, you know, like exactly as I was. And they died in the, the 80s and the, ni- the 90s because 92, it was a, a moment where a lot of people were dying. And that was really, really hard. Yeah. The, yeah, it's, it's hard to fathom in, in, in today that what was yeah. going on. And again, here in the United States, I can only speak uh, to, and you, to the... And you know, I have something to say about yeah. that because I'm, I've been working with young actors which are mostly gays to do this film. Mm-hmm. And that was a, a very inspiring because uh, it's, it was really refreshing to talk with these young guys. And they don't have the same perception of the, this epidemic and the disease, you know, that I, I am, and uh, that I have. And so we have a lot of discussions, and we, of course people were t- talking about themselves, their relation to the disease, to the protections, and, uh, and that's so different. And I realized talking to them that they didn't know anything about this period, as you say, you know. But you know, when you are, you are a director of my generation, you went through this epidemic the way I did. Uh, I didn't know that they did. They did. They don't know. You know. Mm. So it was very interesting because when we were doing rehearsal, uh, some of them were telling me that they didn't understand the dialogues. You know. And so I have to. I had to explain. And at the same time, I thought I must be a little bit more clear because if they don't understand, the spectators won't understand too, you know, and that's, that was a very important part of my work to just make things a little bit more clear than it was. Yeah. We're speaking with Robin uh, Campillo, and he is the director and writer of this wonderful film uh, called BPM, Beats Per Minute. I want to go back to something that you said um, earlier about the distance, the distance in the relationship between Sean and Nathan and and I think you answered the question a bit um, when you're talking about 
with your actors. You were trying to sort of impart what, what, it, what the feeling that you were trying to extract. And I'd like you to maybe identify if there was one or two things that you were, were trying to sort of zero in on with your actors to get them into the frame of mind you wanted them. But the other question I have is the distance of now 25, 30 years. What is, in, in before the, the film came to into production and now into the world, what does that that distance mean to you personally, um, as someone who lived through it and now has created a a, a piece of art to reflect a, a, a certain perspective that you had? You know, in my life, AIDS and cinema has been the most important thing that changed my life. The, these two things, and I was kind of waiting to do this film. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what it would be, but I'm not able to do 10 films like this one, you know, because that was the main thing. You know, it's it's very difficult to explain how this epidemic ruined our lives, yeah. you know. And uh, uh, it's, how can I say, you know, I needed, I, I'm not a militant anymore for many years from and but that was my last i wanted i wanted to do different films now but i had to go through to, through this film you know and that's weird because i did this film not like a documentary i i, I didn't go through documents to to write it down you know i just did this film out of my memories yeah. and weirdly when i was in actor paris i was like um recording machine because i remember so much details that was very surprising to me as when i started to work on the script and so that was uh, when i was writing the script it was really hard i was feeling very emotional that was um even more than 25 years ago you know uh because i think that 25 years ago i was kind of protecting myself emotionally, you know. Right. So I, when I wrote it down, it was so hard because I felt so lonely. Of course, I, have, I had a friend, Philippe Mongeau, who was working with me. He was not writing with me, but once a week we were discussing what I was writing, you know. And so for me, it has been such a relief when this film started to be pro- pro- producted, when I started... Uh, uh, the casting, when I started to talk with technicians, with my cinematographer, Jean Lapoirie, all those people, because I was not alone in front of that subject. And, you know, uh, I like the moment where you, you're not alone and you are invaded by the others, and the others take your emotions and they do something else with that. You know, it's not exactly the past. It's not exactly what I lived 25 years ago, because my my uh, my character the character that, that was originally in the script are for me less interesting than what my actors did with them you know and uh it was for me so important to do this film and to let these people incarnated embody the fa- the fact that they embodied all these characters that was so important to me and I think it's it's a, a kind of it's 
my way to say goodbye to my youth, yeah. in a way, you know. And uh, it's uh, to all those fears, to all this sadness, I, I, want to, I want to get rid of it, you know, of all that. Yeah. Because it was too hard. Thank you for that. Um, and the, the way that I, when I'm watching the film, the, this is the thing about art and about cinema and about just storytelling, and is you've given life to something yeah. that was much of what you experienced in your in your lifetime to say goodbye to it and i just there's something rich about that and about your ability to bring this to a fruition to bring it to a point where it is not just a retelling of a story but it no. it's more than that it's it's about the people it's about the characters it's about the the emotions and it's about the intimacy and the humanity Yes, because, you know, I didn't want to make just an historical film mm. about this period. Yeah. I, I wanted to, it's not a, an historical genealogy of this moment. It's also um, a, a sensorial, uh, I want to talk about the sensation, the sensations we were going through. I, was, I wanted to talk about the sensuality we were going through at this moment, all those things. All those emotions are very important because they are they are also political, you know, yeah. because they, they are. And so, you know, when you, you know, it, it was at the time it was a collective group, of course. But when you do a film, it's the same thing. It's a collective work. And so there are something which is going on like 25 years ago in the process of doing the film, of working with the actors. It's not like, it's not an imitation of the past. I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to do a film about ghosts. I wanted the new, all these new g girls and guys, you know, these young girls and guys to, yeah, to incarnate, to embody this struggle, but not as if it was in the past, as a present, yeah. because I think it's, it's not a tribute to this period. It's to, yes, it, it, it's uh, gi giving back the uh, kind of use to this struggle. And for me, that was very, very important. It, it is. It's a beautiful film, um, Robin Campillo. And, um, and, 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 to the sort of the the cosmos have given back much praise to you and for your work here uh the cons film festival it was uh it was an award-winning film won four awards including the grand prix award award it's been uh celebrated uh, in for its its uh acting its cinematography for its storytelling for you as a as an artist so um you know, congratulations on all of that, and I hope that in that process, it, as you were saying, letting go of this, uh, I hope that that is part of what you're experiencing as you move through this last stage with, with this work. Is that? Thank you very much. Thank you very much for being here. Again, um, the film is BPM Beats Per Minute. Uh, the film director and writer Robin Campillo has been kind enough to join us today, and all the best, and I know you've done so many great films, and I want you to please, uh, if you have an occasion to come back again and join us, I would, I would welcome the opportunity to spend I will, Mike. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Robin Campillo, thank you. Thanks.
You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.